Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are so happy to be at the end of a week. Man, by any stretch of the imagination, at least from the financial side, this was a good week. It was a good week for markets. It was a good week for individuals because we got the big bill that came out of Washington, D.C. It was a good week for the Federal Reserve. So that part is good. Here's the not so good part. We just are still seeing this incredible amount of a virus spread throughout the country, in New York, in Boston. So the stories are pretty awful. And we're hoping that you are keeping your family safe, that you are practicing social distancing, and that if you're freaking out at all about your money, that all you need to do is just give us a shout. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. That's Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And uh, we're going to try to answer as many of these as we can. So, this is a note from Gary who says Hi, Jill. Thanks so much for your years of reassuring and calming advice. I'm retired and my wife works. We're in our 60s. We're in contract for a house being built in a 55 plus community. Projected closing is September. Our plan was to sell our current home during the active spring season and live in a long-term hotel like a Marriott for the duration until September. Now we don't know whether to stay put in our current home, relist at a better time, and possibly own both homes if need be. It will be a tax hit as we'll be financing partly with retirement funds, but we could manage it. It's still a concern. The other option is to take a chance and sell now. But our fear is if hotels close or the new home building is delayed, we could be without a place to live. Lots of variables here with lots of uncertainty. Do you have any guidance for us? This is a tough one. You know, here's the thing that I consider. I'm wondering, can you pull the plug on the 55 plus community? That's what I want to know. We're in contract for a house being built. So they've already signed the contract. I don't know. This one's hard. I don't want to do this deal right now. Mark, what do you want to do? You want to blow up the deal if you can? Or what's the guidance here? I, I don't know. I don't know how much money you really have. I think owning two homes is a bad idea. So is there a plan B? Is there some sort of short-term rental that you could try to, instead of with a hotel, where you could just rent something short-term? Yeah, maybe stay with a family or a friend or, you know, and, and certainly say I would be doing that and and would absolutely positively be happy to pay you. But I don't I don't think you should own two homes at, at the same time. I always think that's a recipe for disaster. So, oh, Gary, I'm so sorry. I think that's that's a tough one. Rob writes, I've been moving assets from my IRA to a Roth IRA and paying the taxes. This is to take advantage of the lower tax rate and reduce my MRD in the future. The asset transferred is put in the same fund as where it came from. The question is, is this an even better strategy when the market rebounds? Wait a minute. No. The thing is, right now is when you should do every single possible conversion. I had a conversation with a friend of the podcast, Michael Goodman from Wealthstream Advisors, and I talked to him about this. And we discussed how conversion right this minute is great because the asset value is low, right? So it's down. You convert the asset, you pay the tax that's due. 
I think that now that we've seen what exactly the the first three phases of government help is going to be, I think it's fair to say, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to be paying higher taxes in the future. So I really believe now is a great time for you to do a conversion. Okay. Jose writes, hello, Jill and Mark. I was listening to the questions you've been answering on email. And my question, is it possible for small portfolios to dry up during present markets? Hey, all portfolios can go down, but they can also go up. It really doesn't matter. So, you know, you're going to see the volatility. It's going to be rough, but hopefully you stick with it. James writes that he's going to retire in about 15 years. And when the market is plunging and not showing signs to, of recovery, I'm going to ride through it and hopefully not panic. IRA, annuity, individual stock, 401k, savings, lots of money in all my accounts. Should I be cashing out any of them? No, you should not. Isn't that easy? James also writes, I have USAA. Should I be giving them a call? What should I tell them to do for me? No, I mean, I'll tell you what. I keep thinking that this is a moment in time that's really important. And here's why. The first time that I was in the client business during a downturn, because my first crash was 1987. I didn't have clients. I was just trading for myself or trading for a firm. The second crash was the dot-com boom and bust. And that was interesting because I was in the financial advice business. And what I found was that I was able to get a ton of new business during that time. Why? Because people realized that the so-called advisors or financial professionals with whom they had been working were nothing like what they thought they were. They were just salespeople. And they were salespeople parading around as financial advisors. And as a result, I think that many people right now might actually be in a great position to assess who exactly is providing you with these services and is this right for me? And if not, what I would be doing right now is I wouldn't be calling your uh, your commission-based or your, your, your money manager who isn't doing anything else for you. I'd go out and find a real financial advisor, a fiduciary advisor. And if I couldn't afford it because I had a lot of money that was now a little bit of money and I don't have enough to qualify, there's so many different services. So you can get a CFP, letsmakeaplan.org. That's the CFP website. If you want fee only, people who will not charge a commission, NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A.org. You can also go to the AICPA website where you have CPAs who have this neat designation, PFS. Those are great options. And you can also check out all of the robos out there. And those are just the online advisory programs like uh, Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, Wealthfront, Betterment, all of those. And also new friend of the pod, Facet Wealth, which is really an interesting model where they are charging based on a monthly fee for CFP access and to a dedicated CFP. So you know what I would say, James? If you don't have a relationship with someone who hasn't been reaching out to you, like honestly, if you have an account right now with someone you're paying money to manage that account and you haven't heard from that person, time to get rid of that person because they should be in touch with you. All right? Oof, there was a little... uh. So boxy, sorry, gang. Nick writes, he's laid off four-month-old baby, 15 grand in credit card debt, 35 grand in savings. Oh, boy. 
My wife has been on maternity leave with our four-month-old. I was laid off in February from a job where I was making a hundred grand. Hmm. My wife's career is freelance, so she'll go back to work in April, coronavirus depending. She makes about $55,000 a year. My job search has basically been halted due to COVID. We have a rent-controlled apartment in Los Angeles at $1,500. We want to pay off that credit card, but during this insecure time, having that savings is a relief. Is now a time to buy into the market or index fund with little savings while the market is low? Would love your opinion. Let me do that in reverse order. Do not put any of that savings into the market right now. You are coveting that savings. No, don't even pay off that 20% interest. I'll tell you what you might want to think about doing, and that is... Um, seeing if you're receiving unemployment, you may be able to now actually get more unemployment insurance benefits now that the bill has passed, where you should be getting an extra 600 bucks a month because the federal government's ponying up on top of what the state of California is doing for you. So don't pay off that debt yet. Do not use that savings up. We're in super duper conservation mode. Okay. Very rare that you hear me say that, guys, but that's where we are. All right. Here we go. Joe writes, hi, Jill. Absolutely love you and Mark and everything you do to educate us on finances, especially the recent information and comforting daily coronavirus updates. My wife and I live in Western New York. We're 60 and 61. We're blessed to be able to work from home during these crazy times. I'm an engineer. She's an administrative assistant. My question is simple. Based on input from various media sources and prior to the most recent crash, my wife suggested we divest ourselves from the market by moving all equities to cash or bonds and are trusted by me, my wife doesn't trust anyone, financial advisors suggested we stay the course as long-term investors, which I completely agreed. So now our $700,000 investments are worth, well, far less. He says, I purposely don't check on them. We have a well-diversified portfolio. We're probably not down as much as the market, as you've explained numerous times, but that's not really a consolation. In hindsight and in a perfect world, my wife was probably correct, right? That is, pull money out at the first sign of trouble, and in her case, the first rumblings from her media sources then simply transfer it back to stocks in the correct proportions per our financial planner's recommended allocation and watch it grow. I listened to several podcasts financial podcast, none as good as yours. And you have never heard anyone ever support my wife's plan. However, had we followed it, we wouldn't be in an unstable financial situation. Any words of wisdom would not only be greatly appreciated, but they may save a marriage. Actually, it's more for me since she already knows she was right. Okay. So here's the deal. You ready guys? I know you want to look back and say that was such bad luck. We should have done that. We should have done that. But you know what? If you had well-diversified portfolios and you had pulled all the way back, and gone to zero, there's no way you'd get back in. Here's what would happen. You'd pull back and you'd wait till the market goes up, up, up. And so it quote unquote stabilized and you'd miss the recovery. And long story short is that you're really trying to figure out how you would have timed the market. And my guess is you wouldn't have. And what I know more than anything else is that your wife may have been right on the first part of the trade, would unlikely to be right in the second part of the trade. And there's no way to look back. And frankly, stick to your game plan usually does work. And so I'm not going to poo-poo the advice you got from your advisor. And I want you to let yourself off the hook. And even if your wife was right in this first part of it, know in your heart of hearts, it would have been nearly impossible to get the second leg of the transaction right. All right? 
you know what, guys? Here's the thing. I don't want you to look back and think about what you could have done or would have done or should have done. We are where we are. And that's why I, I made a note uh, when we were talking earlier in the week. I can't even remember what day it is. It's not worth it to wag fingers at people and say, you are so stupid for doing X, Y, or Z. This is where we are. We're in a terrible situation as a country and as a globe. We have this pandemic. We've got to be nice to each other. We have to be nice to, frankly, we have to be nice to everyone we encounter, but we also have to be nice to ourselves. You've got to let yourselves off the hook. We'll get you where you need to go. If you have a financial question, we are here for you. It's very easy. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And I know it's the weekend, so you know you might be poking around the web. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, just because you know we're working our butts off, you're working your butts off, or you're worrying your butts off, the only thing we ask of you is tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast. We are now really considering whether to make this a daily endeavor for the foreseeable future. And we want to know that there's enough people there who need this information. You can subscribe to Jill on Money anywhere you find your favorite podcast, wherever you're listening to it now. Tell your friends they can get it on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or Radio.com or Google Play or anywhere else you find your favorite podcast. So check it out. Send us your emails and let us know how we can help. So be safe, be kind, and uh, don't beat yourselves up too much about the past, okay? We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.